the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning in. You have tuned in to the Thursday Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions, Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life. Today with Paula here, you can ask anything. She's that smart. All you have to do is pick up the phone and dial 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app, um, it's pretty simple to follow. And if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, thanks for being here again. You're welcome. Thanks for hanging out with me today. My pleasure. I always say that, right? It was fun. It is fun. Yeah. And it's just beginning. What do you mean just beginning? Well, sort of. It's 5 o'clock. <laughs> it's 4. Oh, till 4 o'clock. <laughs> We need to sign off if it's 5 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. No, um, it's been a fun time. I like hanging out with you. Uh, you know. It's a good thing because you're stuck. Yeah, I'm stuck. It's okay. I like it. <laughs> anyway, so um, so today is my day. So I'm in every week, and it's not all that many weeks, but um, our women's retreat is coming up. We start registration this Sunday, and there's a lot of ladies who want to go. And so the minute... The registration um, comes on our website. My um, encouragement is register right away because if you want a if you want a motel room which houses four ladies, um, they go quickly. Yeah. So please register. So our, our it's called Walk in the Light. And but the you can retreat, register. You can register here in person on Sunday. Oh, as absolutely! Well. You can register in person or online and. Um, so please, please do that. Don't contact Mama Paula because um, I'm not in charge of that area. Even though people you know, love to contact Mama Paula because they think I have a an in because I'm married to you. Uh, Danielle, who is heading up the registration committee, she says, please don't get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle's birthday was yesterday. Yes. So her, her birthday, is, she shares a birthday with... Uh, our son, Terry, uh-huh. and Pastor Ken's daughter, Nia. That's right. And so we always remember Danielle's birthday. Mm-hmm. And you tell me she's one of the best helps Oh, ever. she's so organized and <clears throat> just on top of things. I mean, I get an update um, every week about what's going on and, you know, how many people. And she, she looks to me to answer the questions. This year, I was so intimidated by her. I am more organized than I've ever been. <laughs> so when she asked me a question this year, I was right there, Pastor Ron. You'd be so proud of me. I'm proud of myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> so give the dates of the retreat. Uh, yes, February 29th to March 2nd. So it's a Thursday to Saturday, and it's finished. Um, well, let's see. It starts, registration is at 3. 
um, and then the actual retreat starts at 7. It sounds so funny when you say February 29th. I know. Huh? You know, well, our, our older son, Ronnie, yeah. is a March 1st baby. He could have been a leap year baby. Yeah. But it just wasn't the right. It wasn't the right leap. year. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so we have dinner at 6 out there after the registration and then the actual retreat. So if people are coming from work or, you know, they didn't get their babysitter in time or whatever, um, you're not going to be late if you get there at 7. You just won't. Just get your food on the way up there. That's what I should say. Um, but the cost is um, five meals, and the, we, you know, we keep it reasonably priced. Um, so it starts at seven, and it ends on Saturday at noon. And so, for the most part, people are back home by two. If they stop for lunch, because a lot of ladies, they're still retreating, <laughs> <laughs> and they just stop and leisurely get home, which is fine. Um, but I think even at the latest, that's like three, maybe four. And, and if any of you in the audience want to attend, it would be a wonderful opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say don't worry about feeling like you won't know anybody because that will only last for about a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll have a, a wonderful time. And our, our retreats are Bible-focused. Absolutely. Um, teaching is the primary focus, mm-hmm. having a an intimate Weekend with the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, not just fun. Although you'll have fun, and yeah. ladies are nuts, so yeah. you'll enjoy it. But but it's a wonderful opportunity just to get away, have your weekend with Jesus, and and let Him speak to your heart. That's right. And um, if you're a nursing mom of a child who is not crawling or walking, of course, um, then you're free to bring that baby, and we will have um, teenage girls who are who are. Uh, vetted, and they've been serving here at our church for a while, so they know what they're doing. And there's always a lot of competition to, to we want to, and you know, we don't need like a hundred of them. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the the girls always love to take care of the babies. They do a great job. That's right. So be free to sign up. Um, but when you when you register, it's this year because we have such a, a large number of ladies who want to go. It's a first come first pay. Um, basis so you gotta take care of that when is the first time that people can sign up online i just thought sunday at church was the first time nope everything will be that same day so in person or online all of it all of it starts sunday so anyway enough of that so the the theme is walk in the light first john 1 7 and you know i think i'm gonna try to find a scripture that kind of goes with our theme every week so i have chosen for this week Second Corinthians four six seven, and um, it says in verse six, for God, who said, "Let light shine out of darkness," made His light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. So the light that we're walking in has been. Um, made available to us because um, the Lord is, his light is shining in our hearts and to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. It's interesting. I was just talking to Nia, Pastor Ken's daughter, Uh who is in her first year of college at SMU. And she was saying goodbye because she's going back yeah. uh, for the weekend. And I said, so do you like SMU? And she says, well, yeah, it's okay. But she said, "It's, it's hard to find godly fellowship. And we were talking about, well, you you be in the light. She mm-hmm. said, well, God will bring some some people in light. And they said, well, but you be that person. Yeah. yeah. And let them come to you. And she smiled. And, and, you know, she said, it just doesn't seem like the people there are very grounded. Even the Christians are very grounded in the word. Mm-hmm. And that gives her an opportunity, really, to to uh, to be that light. Be the light. There. That's right. In the light and the knowledge of the glory of God. Yes, in the face of Christ. Well, so that was that's my scripture for this week on our retreat theme. And so, really, um, we have plenty of room. And and some of the ladies love staying in the bunkhouses. You know, and so I mean, it's really a lot of fun because you get to, like you said, be a stranger for about a minute, and then you have some. Some make lifelong friends, yeah. you know, and so it's, people that come every year from out of state from from because they used to be here and mm-hmm. they had to move, mm-hmm. but they still keep coming to the retreat because of those lifelong friends. Yes, 
Yeah, we have ladies coming from uh, Florida. We have other pastors' wives from other churches um, coming from Kerrville. I can't remember the other area up there. Um, Florida. Uh, yeah, the pastor's wife from former pastor's wife from Calvary Chapel Oceanside is coming. Her husband passed away. It'll be a year right after our retreat this year that he passed away. Um, and so, yeah, we got a lot of people coming. It's going to be a really good time. And walking in the light. We will all be um, not only encouraged but exhorted. You know, walking in the light has, um, like you're telling Nia, go be the light. Know who God is. Know what he requires, you know. And we are supposed to look different, sound different, and act different. So, yeah, it should be a good time. Think you might hit 300 ladies this year? We get close sometimes. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. Hope so. Cool. Yeah. So, anyway, okay, so what do you want to talk about? You got anything? Let me publicly thank you. Who? You. Oh, okay. Because we finished Leviticus last night. Yes, we did, baby. And that means you don't have to read it to me every morning. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm visually impaired, Paula reads to me. And on those mornings, she says, okay, what are we going to read today? And I'd say Leviticus. And she'd go, oh. <laughs> but but she, she dutifully read Leviticus. I did. And read it to me. We read over and over and over. Yep. And... Now we're done and we can go into something a lot better, Amos. Well. Judgment, wrath. <laughs> yeah, this morning I woke up and I was like, ooh, I'm done. I don't have to read Leviticus. Yes, it's a great date day, you know. So, yeah, thank you so much. But it was it was a good good time. You were saying that uh, chapter 26 was um, really one of the highlighted chapters, or the chapter in the whole book, right? I thought it was the most practical, uh, whether you're talking to Jews 5,000 years ago or to Christians in 2024, mm-hmm. because God is simply giving us a choice. I love, Paula, the fact that God is so direct with this, and he makes us these promises. If you do this, I will do this. Those are conditional covenants, and God says, I want to bless you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we Christians in the 21st century, we get up and we go, okay, Lord, please bless me today. Well, God says, well, I'll bless you every day. Mm-hmm. But here's what you've got to do. You've got to walk with me. you got to walk in the light, mm-hmm. your, mm-hmm. your retreat theme. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you do this, I will do this. And he never fails. Yeah. Um, but because he's so direct and he loves us so much, mm-hmm. he also says, but if you don't do it, mm-hmm. here are the things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us, we've we've dealt with the consequences of being disobedient or not trusting the Lord or trying to do things on our terms instead of doing them on his terms. And uh, I just thought chapter 26 in, in Leviticus was um, absolutely key in understanding just what God's plan is every day for us. And his plan is to bless us. If we do what he tells us to do, we can't help be, but be blessed. Yeah. We just can't help it because he blesses. Yeah. The reward for obedience, you know, the first, what, I don't know how many verses that was, but um, you were saying that the reward for obedience as it's twice as, as great, not in number, but twice as great in um, blessing as the number of warnings and punishment for the disobedience. Yeah, actually, the, the, the list of, of if you don't obey me is twice as long as a list of if you do blame me. And, and I think God does it. He wants to make our lives simple. Yeah. And if we walk with Jesus, I, I repeat that we can't help but to be blessed mm-hmm. in his presence is the fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then he goes to this extra length and detail to tell us these are the things that will happen if you don't mm-hmm. obey me. These are the consequences of your actions. Yeah. And uh, he couldn't be any more direct. Mm-hmm. I, I happen to like direct, as I you know. I know you do. Yeah. And uh, I just thought it was an amazing, amazing chapter. Yeah. Sort of sums up 
all of the reasons for the sacrifices, all of the reasons for uh, the festivals, the Sabbath days, the, 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 the rules and the laws. God says, I just want to bless you. Mm-hmm. He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. In other words, out of the darkness. You know, we're talking about our retreat again. Um, I, I brought you out of the darkness so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with heads held high. You know, we can walk in the light. Look, we're different. We're, I'm walk, like me. With I put my arm in, in Jesus' arm. I'm walking with Jesus like you always say, just be with Jesus. When I'm walking rightly, um, the Lord is He's so proud and you know, that I'm on his arm and I'm just representing the Christians right now. Um, he's so happy. He's like, I just can't, I just love you so much. What you want? Let me just get you something. You want something? You know, kind of a thing. Delight and then yourself in the Lord, David mm-hmm. writes, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. And there's sometimes when I feel like um, <laughs> Esther, before she became queen, you know, and, and the the eunuch was taking care of her and she she is getting ready to go to see the king and and he asks her what do you want and she says nothing but what whatever you suggest I, I'll just take that that's how I am. I'm so content I don't need anything I, I'm so thankful that the Lord has brought me to that place I, I really don't have a need He hasn't met already and there's sometimes when you know He just loves me so much that He'll provide something I'm like I didn't even ask. But thank you. you sometimes, know. sometimes you don't even know that you wanted it. No. And then he'll bless you with something. And Yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't know I didn't, wasn't going to be able to live without that, but now that I have it, Lord, this is amazing. So, yeah, but, but then if I choose not to carry out his commands, you know, or he says, if you love me, you'll obey me. And so right now you're not loving me? Oh, man, I can't bless you right now, Paula. You know, Paula, I think when we pray, we Christians pray. Mm-hmm. We use the word bless a lot. <laughs> and we can't even put a real definition mm-hmm. to it. Usually it's when we're asking God for stuff. Mm-hmm. God, bless me, my health. Bless my, my bank account. Mm-hmm. Bless my marriage. Bless my kids. Mm-hmm. And, and God says, I already have done all those things. All you have to do is enjoy to enjoy the blessing is to just hang out with just me. Just walk in the walk, light. Walk in the light. The be light. with me. Yeah. And I like in your the passage that you open with, we have this treasure in jars of clay. Yeah. These bodies are the, the clay jars. Yeah. You know, if in the ancient world, well, it's still the same now, if you take a jar of clay that some potter made and you drop it, it's going to shatter mm-hmm. into a bunch of pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we, we've got to let these jars of clay stay in the hands of God so they don't shatter, so they don't break. Yeah. And the treasure that we have is this light. Um, he says the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And all we have to do, and, and, and when, when I talked about, we say blessing so many times or bless so many times <laughs> in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what we need to do instead is to, to examine our hearts. That's what Paul tells us to do. Lord, is there anything in me, anything in my behavior, anything in my, my, my attitude, anything at all that would keep me from enjoying the fullness that you have for me on this particular day? And... Um, the reality is I don't think a lot of Christians really dig deep enough to say, okay, Lord, um, you don't like my language, you don't like my anger, um, you don't like my unforgiveness, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you don't like the shortcuts I'm taking. Um, I'm sorry, Lord, and if we just get right with the Lord, then Mm -hmm. we get right back in the place of blessing. Yeah, yeah. That was um, Sunday's message was... So good. In fact, the last two Sundays have just been amazing. But um, Acts 25, I mean, more than, well, not more than. Well, maybe so, because <laughs> it was Leviticus after all. <laughs> so we went from blessings to, you know, uh, kind of cursings. Then to Acts 25, man, you started out this way. There's nothing more freeing than not being guilty what is, I'm not guilty. You know, Jesus died for all of my sins. And I say this all the time, past, present, and future. You know, I can say it and I know it, but then the way you taught it on Sunday was like, that's what I meant, but that's not what I was, you know what I'm saying? I kind of forgot about it. 
But after repentance, I'm innocent of all charges. Like this morning, I already had an attitude and I knew it. And I went out with the Lord and I was like, Lord, I had an attitude. No, not against you, Ron. <laughs> At least not this time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I had kind of an attitude and I could tell. And I was like, Lord, please forgive me. And it was like it was a done deal. I'm innocent of all charges. He's wiped that clean. And that's a really good thing to think about, right? Come, so, let us reason together. Though your sins are as scarlet, uh-huh. they can be white as snow. Yeah. We, we have that privilege every day. Yeah. And, and so ever since Sunday, it's like, let me just hurry up and do the First John 1, 9. <laughs> Real quick. But I meant that. That's right. And that's that's the key. It's not just a formula. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your heart is in the right place. Paul, I was saying on, on uh, Sunday, last Sunday's message, that uh, it, a very profound memory for me, the, the first time that I was accused of something that I hadn't done. Mm-hmm. You know, my whole life before Christ, I was guilty all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when my mom would call me and say, Ronnie, get in this room. And I'd say, oh, what did she find out I did this time? Yeah. Or a teacher would do something. I knew I was guilty. Yeah, yeah. Now, I could lie and I could pretend, and I was a pretty good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could pretty, pretend like I was, but I knew I was guilty mm-hmm. as a believer. And it took a little while. I didn't just stop doing bad stuff because I gave my life to Jesus. I yeah. wanted to, but yeah. I didn't know how to. Yeah. But but I, I don't know, maybe for a year. I'm still struggling with all those fleshy things. Mm-hmm. And then I remember being accused of something, and I didn't do it, and it just dawned on me. It was like, hey, Jesus. <laughs> I'm innocent. This one. This is a and, first for and, me, right? And that's <laughs> such freedom. <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we try to cover up our embarrassing things mm-hmm. um, but, but when you're when you're not guilty it's an amazing thing yeah. Yeah. and that was for me the first taste of what real freedom in Christ felt like and once you experience that mm-hmm. you don't want to go back Mm-mm. so you do what you're supposed to do at least most of the time, most of the time. you do the yeah. best you can yeah. but the reality is that when you're walking with the Lord um, just be with Jesus is our theme here at Calvary Chapel. Um, you don't do bad stuff because mm-hmm. he's there. Yeah. And then if somebody comes against you, you know, I'm a fairly public person and there are people that uh, accuse me of all kinds of things and they don't like what I say because I'm pretty direct mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I get the emails and the letters and those kind of things. And um, uh, just this past week, I got a, uh, a letter from somebody that said, you know, the reason you don't have the money for your building is because of your satanic deception. And, <laughs> oh, my and, goodness. And all I can say is, well, Lord, yeah. I'm innocent. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And we and, pray for that person. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have to worry about it <laughs> yeah. if you're innocent. Yeah. The stress level goes way, way down. Uh-huh. And I know I'm not telling you anything yeah. you don't know. Yeah. But my life pre-Christ was a pretty high stress level. Uh, yeah, just a little. I was like, Lord, please, this man got to get saved soon. He's going to blow up. <laughs> yeah, but I like the fact that uh, and when you're living your life out in the open, you're living without secrets. So there's nothing you're, you know, there's nothing hidden in the medicine cabinet and there's nothing hidden. You don't have to turn the computer off when anybody comes in the room and those kind of things, you know. Your life's just lived out in the open without secrets and it's like whatever you know say what you will think what you want yeah, since you brought up secrets one of the things that we talk about all the time in marriage counseling and and I get the opportunity in teaching the word um, just husbands and wives shouldn't have secrets from each other Yeah, just shouldn't you're, yeah. you're one flesh you're not one and a half flesh or two mm-hmm. flesh mm-hmm. you're just one flesh mm-hmm. and you can't keep a secret from yourself mm-hmm. and yet one of the reasons that so many marriages crumble and fail is because the pressure um, of secrets. And when there are these secrets, God is going to bring the darkness into the light and eventually people get busted. Yeah. Yeah. Just secrets are a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when we were first married and neither one of us were saved, I, I had secrets. I didn't want you to know who the real me was, you know, and then, we were still, when I would disclose anything and we're still not saved, uh, that's scary because sometimes, you know, oh, you were like that kind of a thing. You're just like your 
you know, and I can understand why people will do that. But as a Christian, no longer. Just if 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 you um, aren't open, then we really can't deal with stuff. If we get in the habit of keeping secrets from people, eventually we we do our best to keep secrets from the Lord. Yeah, and it just escapes our human minds. <clears throat> Excuse me, it just escapes our minds that um, He knows everything anyway. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of trying to pretend like he doesn't? Or, yeah. you know, we rationalize, well, God understands my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, well, unfortunately, that's the problem. Yeah, he does that ought to understand scare your heart. Yeah. And, and so the, the, the whole idea of keeping secrets is yeah. antithetical yeah. to our walk with a productive, fruitful walk with Jesus. And it keeps us from being in that place of blessing. Yeah. I mean, seriously, this morning when I had the attitude, babe, and I recognized it, and I knew that I could go to the Lord who knows all things. He already knew I had the attitude and just say, uh, you already know this, Lord. I got an attitude. He's like, I'm glad you're telling me, but yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's deal with that and let me forgive you. Speaking of attitude, how many times do you think you said, Lord, that man you've given me? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the date they show. We'd love your calls or comments. 340-9585 or toll free 877 877- 630-KSLR. This is The Word to Stand Up For Life. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show. 210-340-9585 for your calls, comments, or questions. Paula? Yes, sir? You got like 29 minutes. Oh, I don't know if that's enough, babe. <laughs> anyway, let me clarify what you just said. You said that um, I would get kind of irritated, or what? What? What did you say? That man. I said how many times you oh. said, "Lord, that man you've given me." Oh my goodness, yes, yeah, so many times over the years. But mostly, it's not one of those where um, I was just like mad or anything like that. So I don't want anybody to think that they got the issues. We do have. I got the issues. <laughs> But your steps of faith, you know, the Lord told me right from the beginning when you said it, the Lord told you to go to San Antonio. I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he would have told me first since I'm saved, you know, first. But um, the steps of faith, you know, the Lord said, go to San Antonio. And I was, I was questioning both you and him, you know. And he said, no, Paula, he, he finally got what you prayed for. I said, I just want somebody to take me to church. <laughs> but he, he inter, intercedes on my behalf, you know, and he, he prayed what I really, really wanted. And uh, it was a, a man who would love God and, and, and walk with him and trust him and be blessed by him. There's that word, blessed. Um, and so when the Lord said, you know, go to San Antonio, I was like, I did not pray for that. Um, but, yeah, the steps of faith, pray you know, you pay for the radio program when we couldn't even pay rent. You know, those kind of things. Uh, okay, Paula, you wanted a house. Okay, here, I gave you a house. But this is me. But we can't afford <laughs> We can't afford a house. Girl, you need to make up your mind. <laughs> <Would> you? <laughs> yeah. It is like those are the times when, oh, God, this man you've given me, he's, he's just, he's crazy trusting you. And so... Um, uh, that's those were the those are the the man you gave me um, statements, you know, a free school. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You know, a free doctor's office. Hello, wait, we can't. No, you know, kind of a thing. And then a, a house for girls, and we're paying for it. Wait, wait, Lord, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yeah, so those are the. Some of the some of the many times that I've said, "This man you've given me, Lord." 
think of all the things and all the people and all the relationships and all the God stories that we would have missed out on if we would have given into fear. Incredible. Totally incredible. It's impossible to imagine our lives without all of this stuff. And, and you know, that we, we need to be honest with, with the audience. Um, it, it's been really hard. I mean, there, there have been many, many times when we didn't have food. There were times when um, it looked like everything was going to collapse on us. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times when, um, I won't say your ego, but my ego, because um, it would be embarrassing if you know we thought something was from the Lord and, and it didn't turn out to be that way, if it didn't turn out the way we expected it. Uh, and yet we continued to take those steps of faith uh, on a day-by-day on day basis. Mm-hmm. And the result is we've seen the, the hand of God move on our behalf so many times. And every time we get through the scary part and our faith is greater than it was before. Pretty amazing thing that God does. Mm-hmm. That's when I say it earlier at the first part of the program that if we do this, God says he'll do that. And he's never failed. Not one time has he ever failed. Yeah. And we've been the beneficiaries of watching that. And um, the, the blessings of the people that God has just surrounded us with. It's, it's just an amazing gift. Yeah. We get your twin sister on line one, Lucy from Universal City. Lucy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. Hi, Paula. How are Hi. You? I'm good. And you sound better than you did the, on the show the other day. You sounded oh, a lot more nasally. Yes. Sounds like you're better. I've, I've been staying inside away from the theater, and oh, I do goodness. feel better. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I thought I'd join the conversation about hiding things mm-hmm. and how awful it is. Yeah. Um, now, it comes to mind that Psalm 23 is uh, about God refreshing us and leading us where he wants us to go. And then if I um, uh, invert those two numbers, 32 is the verse that I uh, that I think of when it is um, talking about hiding things and hiding our sin from God and hiding our sin from uh, others and how our, in um, verse are you in Leviticus? Four and five, uh, oh, oh. Three, four, and five. When I keep silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long, and God's hand is heavy on me, etc. Mm-hmm. In that those verses, and uh, I just want to say thank you to the Lord and to all the people that prayed. And continue praying for marriages that have been restored. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that are in that situation where they were transparent before the Lord and uh, and God mended their relationship. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm we're one of them. Uh, one of the couples that um, I I'm just so proud of how. Uh, God is using us these days, mm-hmm. proud in a in a good way, not yeah. of course uh, like prideful. Yeah, no. but <gasps> that God is leading us uh, because of the pain we had in our marriage, and because of that transparency and and full disclosure to one another. You know, and Lucy, so, you, you, yeah. and, you and Aaron are, are, are a, a, a billboard for Paul writing to the Corinthians saying that we serve the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. And what you have gone through and what God has done has resulted in him giving you a platform uh, where you're able to minister to so many people. And and uh, you and Aaron represent hope to them. And I think it's one of the things that we need to remember. God never wastes anything. And he'll take our past, even the, the past that we failed in, he'll take that 
and and make it a trophy uh, for his goodness. And that's exactly what God's been able to do with you. You know, Lucy, I don't know what it is, but here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio, we're, we're sort of experiencing sort of a, a mini marriage revival. Um, lots of people are, are having worked through all of those difficult issues. Um, they're seeing the hand of God move in and through their lives now, and it changes everything. We talk often about it gives our life meaning and purpose, direction, and it's the abundant life that Jesus spoke of. And you and, and Aaron are two of the people that manifest that um, so beautifully. So thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Pastor Ron, for teaching the Word such as you do. For anybody who doesn't know, Lucy, though she's my twin sister, um, I call her a hero. She is probably one of the most forgiving and gentle, sweet ladies I've ever met. So patient, just... I, I want to grow up and be like her. So thank you, Lucy. I love you so, so very much. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you, Lucy. Appreciate the call very, very much. You want to come in anymore on that, Paula? Or I've got a, an email that came in. What do you want to do? Go ahead. Take the email. Okay. This is an email from an anonymous husband. It says, hello, pastor. I want to get your thoughts on my marriage situation. I am in an unequally yoked marriage, and I do try and lead Bible reading together with my wife during the week. My struggle seems to be in regards to her opposition in believing that we need to be saved or born again in order to get to heaven. My wife is adamant that Christians are wrong about that, and I find myself not being as close or loving her as I should due to her not loving my Jesus as I do and with her being so confident in her non-belief. What advice can you give for helping me learn to um, learn to her like Christ, or learning to love her? I guess mm-hmm. like Christ loves the church, mm-hmm. as I am admittedly struggling. Um, my my first thought on this is that you need to to work in the power of God's Spirit. You know, Paul says when we're fighting spiritual battles, we have to fight in His power, not our own. And I think when we see something so close, and I said this in the program yesterday, Paula, but but unequally yoked marriages are the source of more pain than almost anything else that we deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have diseases mm-hmm. and people dying and all of those things. It's true. But unequally yoked marriages, because they're so close, the pain is always so tender. The, the wounds are open and fresh um, that sometimes all we can see is the... Um, the pain. Mm-hmm. That's all we can experience. Mm-hmm. And I would tell an anonymous husband, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I too am fighting the mountain cedar. Um, I would tell an anonymous husband that um, the, the difference between trying to love her in your own strength and loving her by the power of God's spirit is an infinite difference. Mm-hmm. And what you've got to do is uh, love her the way you're loved by Jesus. Uh, Romans 5.5 5 says that the love of God has been poured out into your heart by the Holy Spirit. An anonymous husband, that's the love he wants you to love your wife with because that's his love. It's not your love at all. And so you, you sort of have to die to yourself. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's not a matter of how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a matter of whether you um, feel the emotions of love. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of whether you're a little irritated because she's so confident in your words in her non-belief. What you got to do is you got to surrender yourself to the Lord every day mm-hmm. and love her with an infinite love and, and, and that, that infinite love is already poured out into your heart and if you'll do that um, then the Holy Spirit will work and you can't change your mind uh, if I was reading to my wife and she said, well, I just don't believe that that uh, you have to be born again to get to heaven, um, I would just open the Bible. Jesus' words in John chapter 3. And when you open the word, that's exactly what um, Jesus himself says. And I would say, okay, he says this. How can you disagree with that? What's the basis for you thinking that everybody's going to go to heaven? And and then as she as a beneficiary of your love, then 
what she would be able to do is see that there's something different about the way you love. So struggle, but struggle with Jesus and let him use you to be saved. Paula, you were the instrument God used to save me. Yeah. And, you know, First Peter 3 um, is really t- is talking about wives and husbands. And in the first six verses, it's um, to the wives. But it can be used in every relationship. And, and in your case, it's the other way around. And so I would say to you, um, husband, because husband in the, in the verse 7, um, in the same way, be considered as you live with your wives, treat them with respect as a weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life. That was if she becomes a Christian. But anyway, um, at the beginning, it says to the wives, um, if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words. So stop trying to argue and convince her with words, but by the behavior, your behavior, as Pastor Ron just finished saying, when she can see the purity and reverence of your life. Um, it's not about your right, even though you are right, um, but not trying to win the argument, but trying to win her heart. Jesus loves your wife so much, and she is your wife, and he wants you to treat her as such. You're his representative. And, you know, so many people in the world don't believe, and you weren't always a believer. What what happened with you to make you believe? So your your handsomeness, your regal main um, should not come from outward adornment and all that kind of stuff, you know, but that of your inner self, the unfading beauty. Here it is, gentle and quiet spirit. God is at work, and he wants to use you. And I didn't believe it at first either, but God kept telling me over and over again, while Ron was the jerk of all jerks, all capital with exclamation points. And I only can say that because he was the one living in my house. I don't know all the jerks of the jerks, so you weren't that bad, baby, compared to some other people that I've, I've known. Um, but anyway, a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Do you believe that God can change your wife? First, God wants to change your heart. That's what he, he did with me. He said, look, I love Ron. I'm like, well, really? He said, yeah, really. I really love Ron. Will you let me use you to win him over without words? He just saw um, that Jesus was real as he watched my life. Your wife needs to see that Jesus is real. Let me interrupt, Paula, for a minute, because this, this extended even to our physical relationship. In one of your journals, you wrote that making love to me was like making love to the devil. Yeah. And you didn't want to do it, obviously. And, and uh, the Lord said, well, well, let me use you, including your body. Yeah. To win Ron. Yeah. And as difficult as that was, um, uh, you surrendered, mm-hmm. and, and that began a process of God changing you first and then working on me. And I would say to the anonymous husband, this, the, the, your perspective needs to change completely. None of this can be about you. That's right. You're saved. You're going to heaven. You love Jesus. He's with you every single day. Yeah, you'll be with him. That's the goal of your salvation. Mm-hmm. But, but on this earth... You need to start looking at your wife, not as an enemy of your ministry, but as the object of your ministry. And the way you do that is to pour yourself out over and over and over. Let me give you a suggestion. Would you read the book of Philemon? Read it. It's one chapter. Read it three, four, five times tonight. And um, I think there's this this magnificent lesson on forgiveness in there. Uh, It is a wonderful counseling book. Um, and, and just see what the Holy Spirit does. But one of the things you've got to realize, that it can't be about you, it can't be about how you feel, and if you don't feel like being intimate, if you don't feel close to her, none of that matters. God says, well, for me, go and be close to her mm-hmm. and love her. That doesn't mean accepting the silly things she says about everybody going to heaven, but what it means is that, that, that you just are going to pour out your love for her with such power that she's going to notice there's something different. And Paul, I've shared this on this program before many times, but you're what convinced me that Jesus was real. When I was desperate, and I mean desperate, desperate, running away from home desperate, mm-hmm. um, I cried out to Paul as Jesus. That's exactly what I said because I didn't know him. 
but I knew he was real for you. And I thought, well, if I couldn't steal her joy, I couldn't make her miserable. Uh, she, she, was, she, she was in love with another man whose name was Jesus. Well, then I knew that, that your Jesus was real. Yeah. And so when I was running away from home, that's what I did. I cried out, Paul is Jesus. If you're real, I need you. And that's when he stormed the, the citadel of my heart. And, and Anonymous, if you will take this counsel, um, the Lord will be able to work. And that's, it's, you know, it's all about God because what I was doing was crying out, what do I do? What do I do? Like you're crying out for advice. The advice comes from God's word. And he says, just like all the way to the beginning of the show, if you'll do this, I'll do that. And so if you love your wife, start praying for her. Uh, Lord, you love her. And praying for the right motive. It, yeah. It's really important. Oh, true, you can't, true, true. It, can't, it can't be, well, Lord, I want to feel closer to her. It's, mm-hmm. This isn't about you. <laughs> she is now the object. She is the sole focus yeah. of your evangelistic ministry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I... I tell the people this all the time. If, you're, if your Christianity isn't working at home, don't export it. Your first ministry is loving your wife the way Christ loved the church, and then he'll be able to use you yeah. more. I, and I pray that um, if you have children, you didn't say that you do, they're watching their dad and their mom. And they're watching the dad who, who loves their mom, irregardless of what she might be saying. And let the Lord win her over eventually. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm sure this isn't your heart, anonymous husband, but you have to remember that your life has to be selfless, Yeah, yeah. no longer selfish. Mm-hmm. It cannot be about you yeah. or how you feel. Yeah. Jesus asked the Father, if there's any way this cup can pass for me. And the Father three times said no. And Jesus concluded, well, nevertheless, thy will, not my will, be done. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to do. Yeah. If you don't feel emotionally close, if you don't feel like being intimate, if you don't feel like pouring out God's love mm-hmm. all over, none of that matters. You're a man under orders. Yeah. And that's what a man of God does. Yeah. He follows orders. Yeah. You were bought at a price. Your life is not your own. Can Jesus use you? Because he looks at your wife like she's a apple of his eye and he wants to win her and yeah so you get to, you get the privilege of being used by the lord in this marriage it's so, what you're called to do yeah so have a different perspective okay paula this time went so fast we're inside of four minutes no way so man when i'm <laughs> be smart but you're gonna be smart fast well you would already told the people that i'm a genius basically <laughs> that i look really smart today anyway um so yeah, this I love this show because it gives us a chance to answer these kind of questions, and not only for this anonymous caller, but you know other people are, are listening and they're going through sometimes the same things. And so, um, yeah, um, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Love your husband. I remember the Lord telling me, love him, wash his feet, take care of him, uh, make his favorite food. I had one pastor's wife one year. You know, they were having issues, and this was a pastor's wife in California at one of the um, one of the conferences I went to. And she said she and her husband started having some issues. And I was like, wow, okay. You'd think we would have it together all the time, you know. And so what happened is he was looking in the pantry, and he was looking in the refrigerator, and his wife had forgotten that the order of priority, of course, God first, and then her husband. He looked in the pantry, he looks in the refrigerator, and it was everything for the kids. Like everybody had kind of forgotten about what are his favorite foods and snacks and stuff like that. And she had to do, and he made mention of it. And she took that into her bedroom and started asking the Lord. And sure enough, the Lord let her know that uh, she had gotten her priorities out of whack and it was time to change that. You know, I think you said on the show yesterday that after we've been married for a while, it's kind of like the honeymoon is over. Um, but it shouldn't be. It should never be over. I mean, maybe we can. I don't know how we can turn that into a show topic one day. But, but you know, the, the more you're in love with Jesus, then the more of his love will be poured out in your marriage. And it, it should get better with familiarity. It should get better the more you know somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the more of you that dies 
the more intimate and passionate the love becomes. And it just shouldn't be uh, taken for granted. You know, that's that's sort of quenching the work the Spirit wants to do in the marriage. And I know, Paula, although we were talking to a husband there, uh, you're going to have the same conversation at the women's retreat probably with 15, 20 women mm-hmm. uh, who are, I can't take it anymore. My mm-hmm. husband's not a believer and he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we, we were just talking with somebody and um, um, I said, but Paula prayed for me for 13 years. And she said, oh, God, no. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't <laughs> There's no it. way. We're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's on this side of it all, babe, like you say quite often, what if we wouldn't have hung in there? What if I would have just said, you know, Lord, after five years, you know, because I was praying, killing with the Mack truck, quietly, and then for the next five, loudly. <laughs> what, if, what if after those 10 years and, and nothing had happened, Basically, you hadn't changed, and I just said, "Okay, that's it. I'm done." And the Lord would have let me just walk away, and He would have let me walk away. On this side, man, what a what I would have missed. He wants to bless. Yeah. So, hang in there, everybody. If you do this, I will do this, and yes. God never lies. Yes. Hey, thanks for tuning in, Paula. Thanks for the program. I thought it was important today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.